Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. This week's episode is just something that I need to get off my chest. Like, I have a deep physiological and psychological need to talk about this thing. And I want to disclaim that this entire episode is going to sound slightly hypocritical because I am literally interacting with you guys via time-delayed digital media, and this podcast is a form of social media, which I feel very complicated about at the moment. So let's get into it. Humans are social beings, and It makes sense that we are from an evolutionary standpoint because hanging around other members of one's own species and getting along well and communicating effectively with them was advantageous to our ancestors. It allowed them to successfully survive and reproduce at higher rates. And because of this, we get the happy feel-good chemicals in our brains when we have a positive social interaction. And it's very fulfilling and rewarding for most people. I want to caveat that not everyone's brain derives the same amount of pleasure from social interaction and also that social anxiety is very real, and sometimes the risks and costs and efforts of socializing outweigh the benefits for some people. But for most humans, successful social interactions, not like horrible or awkward ones, um, are literally chemically rewarded in the brain. We get rewarded for behaving socially. And I mean, there's also a societal reward for behaving socially, like appearing popular or appearing to have a lot of friends or appearing to socialize successfully is good for your public image in general because of the way our society is structured. And even the most introverted of human beings often still seek out forms of socialization occasionally or fill the void that would be filled by human interaction with things like music and books and digital entertainment instead, which are actually a type of human interaction if you think about it, because a human created the media that they're consuming. Although, like, with the advent of AI, like, so much more media is going to be AI-generated, and that totally fucks with my head. But anyway, most, if not all, humans, because I generally don't like making sweeping generalizations, there's an exception to almost every rule, humans have some kind of need to share our thoughts with other human beings. And we have historically done this through all kinds of media besides just talking to other human beings, including books, music, movies, podcasts, and lately the internet just in general. Literally while I was writing my notes for this podcast episode, I had a thought that was just like, I just had the most horrifying epiphany about social media and the internet and capitalism and I have so many words in my head, I can't write them fast enough. And I went on Instagram and I DM'd it to my friends. Now with things like calling and DMing to a lesser extent, there is less of an issue with immediacy. It's not that easy to ignore people because either they're on the line with us, we can hear them, or we can see that they're online and we can see that they're watching and reading our messages and there's more urgency. There's less urgency than you would have in a real face-to-face conversation, but there's still some. And we can connect with people synchronously when we're calling or DMing, so it feels more like a real-life conversation. But with other forms of social media, there's more of a time delay, like with podcasts and YouTube videos and even things like movies and TV, which you might not necessarily think of as social media, but they kind of are. It's humans sharing their thoughts with others via some sort of medium. Books and writing I guess we're the original form of social media. And the thing with time delays is that they allow you to do a couple of things. First, they allow you to ignore people more easily. The phenomenon of ghosting people comes to mind. Oh my god, I sound like such a boomer, Jesus Christ, like the phenomenon of ghosting people. But 
Anyway, now, if you don't like someone or don't feel like talking to them, instead of physically having to tell them to go away and having to effectively communicate with them, you can just block them or ghost them. And that protects you from having to see their emotional pain at you cutting them off. And I mean, this can be good for like escaping toxic relationships, absolutely. But I also think it's damaging our ability to communicate effectively with other human beings now that there is just the option to ghost them. Another thing with time delays is that they allow you to edit yourself and whatever content you're sharing extensively before you put it out into the world. You can retake things, rewrite things, and edit them as much as you want, and that takes some of the pressure off of social interaction because you don't have to think on your feet anymore. Now, I'm not saying content creation is easy by any means, and I'm not saying that people don't put a lot of thought and effort into it. I put a lot of thought and effort into this podcast, and people put way more effort into things like films, but I think our actual social skills are kind of starting to atrophy. Or maybe I'm just like projecting and universalizing my experience, but I can say that I personally prefer podcasting over making YouTube videos, for example, because it means I don't have to think about how I look or what environment I'm in or making eye contact with a camera. And I think we are increasingly trying to escape our own self-consciousness and awkwardness by interacting with other people through time-delayed social media specifically, where we have time to think and take breaks in between exchanges and we don't have to pay attention to our body language or our facial expressions or do any of the other things that make conversing with other human beings harder for people like me who tend towards introversion and sometimes have a harder time interpreting social cues and just have to put in more effort to socialize on a normal human level. And in some ways, this is good. It allows us to put more thought into our exchanges in a lot of cases and have more meaningful conversations and really fine tune what we want to say before we say it. I know that if I had to put this podcast out without any edit or scripting, it would be way worse. And time-delayed social media also allows introverts and just people who find social interaction difficult to still reap some of the benefits of socializing without having to endure the pain of awkward interactions or have to deal with the hassle of coordinating schedules and planning to physically meet up with friends. But ultimately, if you want the full experience and the benefits of socializing, all of them, you have to go through that fear and dread and pain and awkwardness to improve your social skills. But we like to take the path of least resistance And I don't blame people for doing that. I do it all the time. It's natural. It's human. And it's really fucking gross and scary how corporations have found a way to profit off of our human desires to both socialize and to take the path of least resistance. So this is where it all ties into capitalism. Basically, interacting with each other through digital media is more profitable for companies than if we were to just interact in person. So the inevitable conclusion of our current trajectory is that all human interaction happens online. That is the ideal scenario for corporations. We would basically constantly be in like the metaverse or kind of like the matrix. Companies want as much of our lives as possible to be documented using their tools, their platforms, because more content on their platforms and more users equals more profit, basically. And recently, because our attention has become a commodity, the end goal is just that all of our attention is taken up by our devices, because that is how you make the most money off of us. Our attention, our time, our lives, our everyday activities are becoming commodities 
modified because content creation is now both more accessible than ever and also financially incentivized. And this is leading so many more people to just share like mundane everyday things in the form of things like vlogs and just like posting on their Instagram about like whatever they happen to be doing that day. And this way you kill two birds with one stone because if you get enough of a following, you can become an influencer and you can start making money off of like vlogging just your everyday life and tasks that you would be doing anyway to maintain your house and just take care of yourself as a human. And this leads to people sharing more of their lives and more of themselves and meeting more of their social and financial needs through creating and consuming content. So when we're using social media, we are hitting those chemical reward buttons in our brains. We're ticking the boxes, but we're not actually getting all the real life benefits of socializing, like actually building a supportive community that will be there for you in your time of need and forming deep loving relationships and I'm not saying you can't do that online but it is less common and it's harder it's too easy to ghost and abandon people online and you don't feel the same pressure to be there for them in their times of need because there's less urgency and even if you want to sometimes you would need to be in physical proximity to them to provide the support they need and it's also just a shallower connection when you have that content creator and content consumer relationship it kind of puts like a barrier between you and those connections Connections are also often parasocial, like you might not really know a person, you only know the version of them that they edit and put online. If you don't know me in person, you only know the version of me that I edit and put out into the world. So we are not exactly doing the things that were advantageous to our ancestors, who are the reason that we have these chemical reward systems for pro-social behavior. And that's why it can feel strange when online interactions replace too much of your in-person interactions. They feel somewhat hollower and emptier, and even if you're technically socializing and you have a social life like at the end of the day when you turn off your computer you just feel so alone I don't know like this whole episode is literally just like me projecting but like I am sure that there is at least one person listening to this who understands what I'm talking about and is experiencing a similar feeling and it's just extremely disturbing to me that we are becoming content and we are consuming other people and this is exactly what digital capitalism necessitates this is the logical conclusion of capitalism. Everything turns into either a consumer or a product or ideally both. When you are commodifying your life on social media, you can be a consumer consuming other people's lives on social media all the time, getting lost in the world of other people's lives and not being present in your own life, while also filming your own life and putting it out for other people to see. And in this way, we're experiencing each other's lives, but not in a way that's like personally fulfilling to us necessarily. And basically, I've just been feeling very, very conflicted about all of this because I personally really like expressing myself through time-delayed social media. It's less draining than social interaction, for me anyway, because I'm a little bit on the introverted side, so I recharge when I'm alone. And social media still allows me to feel validation and a sense of accomplishment and also allows me to be more thoughtful and intentional about the things I say and write and put out into the world. And it also offers me an avenue to financially support myself in the future while still doing something I'm really passionate about. Like, I would have to, like, scale all my social media up massively and, like, 
like really start putting a lot more effort in if I were to make enough money to survive in today's economy. And that's not what I'm interested in right now. Personally, it's all about creative expression for me. But I'd be lying if I said that wasn't attractive to me in the future. And simultaneously, I feel complicated about how intimately tied I am to social media and the internet and how it's affecting my real life relationships and social interactions. It's dialectical. I feel attached to social media and yet I feel uncomfortable using social media. But there are tangible benefits to me. It's helped me stay in touch and maintain my relationships with friends back home. And also it's helped me make new friends in college and it helps me coordinate my social interactions in person. And it's also caused some of my real life social skills to kind of atrophy, like muscles you haven't used in a while. I still have them, but I feel like I have to put more effort into social interactions to accomplish the same benefits. I have to really mind my facial expressions and my body language. And basically, I just feel kind of a sense of dread and foreboding about where this is all going to go in the future. Because there's just something deep and primal and emotional and intuitive within me that feels sad about the decline of in-person social interaction. And I feel like I can't quite verbalize what the rationale is for that yet, but maybe I'll understand it more deeply in the future with more introspection. Something just feels wrong about being entirely reliant on the internet. It's upsetting to think that if the internet went down, I would lose access to so much of my life, so much of my social life, so much of my self-expression. And I don't like being dependent on social media corporations to mediate the interactions I have with people, to facilitate my human interaction. I guess the moral of this episode is cultivate balance in every aspect of your life, including between online interaction and in-person interaction. And I don't want to be like, touch grass, but like, touch grass a little bit sometimes. It's okay to sit inside on your computer a lot, and it's also really, really good for every aspect of your well-being to disconnect from social media and the internet for periods of time. And if you're having a hard time motivating yourself to do that, remember that every second you spend off of Instagram and Twitter, or should I say X now, because apparently they rebranded, which is like colossally stupid. I cannot overstate how bad of a business decision that was. Anyway, every second you spend offline is robbing Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk of their profits. Remember that. By not allowing them to profit off of all of your attention, you are sticking it to the these greedy, disgusting billionaires. So if that's not enough motivation for you, I don't know what is. Again, this all sounds really hypocritical. You're listening to a podcast. You probably see me market my podcast through Instagram. I rely on social media a lot, and that's why I feel so complicated. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. I feel so conflicted about so many of the things I have to do on a daily basis just to survive because I know that there are ethical consequences to them. But whenever I have the option to prevent harm, I try to do it and we're all just humans doing the best that we can so do the best you can today thank you for listening to my rant and i will talk to you next week louisa miller out